2: Don't you want a testing? Go ahead. Garage Logic Podcast, yes, yes, the century mark. Number 100. Yeah. Feb 15, 2019, 25 below on this day in 1875, but it was 63 degrees in 1921.
3: And now, from the mayor's
2: office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Rebers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. Number 100, boys.
1: You didn't think we'd make it sometime. (laughs) A couple times you weren't too sure. Right off the bat, let's
2: let's get to something that we had a great deal of... uh, I don't know, fun is the word. We talked about it quite a bit. The fellow who killed the mountain lion with his bare hands. Yep, Colorado, right? Yep, and we cited it as an example of reporting is not what it used to be. And, Rook, we came up with what, 12 questions that were unanswered? Correct. Uh, Chief among them, the guy's age, his height, his weight. Now he's been giving interviews. And I've, I've gotten a number of stories. I picked out a number of stories. Let's see if we can fill in. The unanswered questions that were left unanswered by the poor initial reporting, right? right? Here's Fox. Fox News. What do they say? The man who was attacked by a mountain lion during a run in Colorado earlier this month. Was it in February? Feb?
1: Ye- yeah, I guess yes, so. Yes, it was in February. Uh,
2: ex- uh, explain how he suffocated the young cat and survived with minimal injuries. Travis Kaufman. Okay, that's that was an unanswered question. His yep. name. We his name, got his name. Yep. You keep track.
1: In fact, I think I have... In my show notes. I, I would love
2: to, and really
1: seriously,
3: that would be seriously great if you had
1: that. I know that I do, because uh, here we go.
2: Yep. Uh, a guy
3: named Travis killed a mountain lion. Right. Huh. Uh, so
2: that was a question, right, Rook, his name? Uh, yes. Okay, check that one off. Yep. Uh, Travis Kaufman spoke publicly for the first time uh, yesterday, Feb 14, uh, after the incident, which took place on Feb 4 at Horse Tooth Mountain Open Space in Larimer County. Kaufman, originally from Alabama, said in an interview released by Colorado Parks and Wildlife that he wanted to go on a pretty long, scenic run and headed out around noon. At some point during his jog, he heard some pine needles rustle behind him. Ooh. Kaufman said when he turned his head, something he doesn't typically do... Uh, as he'd expect his, uh, as he'd expect the rustling to be a rabbit or deer, and that's when he said his heart sank. Can you give me some more light, please? I'm having yeah. trouble reading this. This is such a beautifully dimly lit
3: podcast studio. I know it's very comfortable. There you go. All right. Such so, horse tooth mountain did it mention right outside of Fort Collins? Right. That's in the northeast corner of Colorado. All right. Kaufman saw the the mountain lion roughly 10 feet away. He threw
2: his hands up in the air and started yelling. The mountain lion kept approaching and eventually lunged at him. Oh, boy. The cat latched its jaw onto Kaufman's right wrist, and the, the runner said. Kaufman tried to protect his face as the mountain lion clawed at him. Throughout the attack, Kaufman said he was doing his barbarian yell as best I could and tried throwing the cat off him, which led to them both tumbling down a slope. From there, it was just like a wrestling match. It was thrashing, and it still had my wrist locked in his jaw, Kaufman said. He added that he pinned down the cat's back legs using his left knee. Whoa. Nice. He tried to throw sticks at the lion, but they were rotten and breaking. He eventually picked up a large rock and tried to hit the cat in the head with it. Kaufman said he was able to transition his body weight, moving his right leg up toward his wrist, and eventually was able to step onto the cat's neck, suffocating him.
3: Good job.
2: After the incident, Kaufman said he was on a crash crazy high and began to run towards civilization. Yeah. <laughs> As he ran, he noticed the mountain lion tracks and realized the surroundings were perfect lion territory. A good Samaritan transported Kaufman to the hospital where he realized his face was just a bloody mess. He received 19 stitches along his left cheek, another 6 stitches on the bridge of his nose and 3 stitches on his wrist where the lion's mouth was. Kaufman said he has Several puncture wounds from the cat's teeth and claws, but he otherwise feels great. It's one of those weird, sensational stories. It's super rare. I feel like I should go and buy a bunch of lottery tickets, Kaufman joked. Wildlife officials said Kaufman did everything right when he encountered the animal. Kaufman noted that if he were wearing headphones while he was running, he would not have heard the lions rustling. Uh, Kaufman suggested that runners go with friends, if possible, and said to always be aware that you are sharing that space with wildlife. Nothing got answers. We didn't even get his age, his height, no, nope. or his weight. weight. What were some of the other un- 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 uh, Age,
1: height, and weight. The animal death we did find out was suffocation. Yep. Yeah, um, he
3: did the right thing. He stepped on right. it. Right.
1: The weather conditions,
3: uh, they apparently were all right. All right.
1: Uh, let's see. Why does that matter? Was it uh, a rabid mountain lion? You don't no. know that. The, no. the the health of it. It was hungry. Uh, what are his belongings? Oh yeah. We didn't get that. He want. He, remember, Kenny. He requested... Were you here when
2: we did the story initially? I think we.
3: I was here the day after.
2: Okay, because one of the things he requested was that park rangers go back and retrieve his belongings. Oh, and we were wondering what that meant—a compass, binoculars, and uh, if he was
1: hand armors, whatever, or hiking. How much would he have? Telephone.
0: Did we learn? Forgive me if you mention it, Joe. Did we learn the size of the of the animal? Yeah, or... that's what I want to know. How much did that thing we, weigh?
1: Initial
2: 80. reports. Initial reports said it was a juvenile. And one of the questions we wanted answered, and it has not been answered yet, is, did he, this jogger, uh, triumph because of the juvenile status of the cat? Probably. Probably.
3: We don't know that. But that's probably why it attacked. It was young and hungry. Here's
2: NBC out of Fort Collins, Colorado, the man who became an instant legend for fighting off a mountain lion with his bare hands, uh, had a news conference. Uh, By a show of hands, how many people are disappointed that I'm not Chuck Norris, Travis Kaufman (laughs) said. Uh, now, this one did have his age, but damn it, the printer cut it off on the margin. You're
1: kidding, so no. it still remains a mystery. Oh, my God.
3: Well, that's no fault of the reporter. That sushi is not what he used to be, okay. not, not okay. reporting. Yeah. It, by the way, also used to be a reporter. Well, why in the hell am I going to read this one? The printer cut off the margin.
2: I'll on find
0: a, the article and print it for it you. It
3: was on Carol Evans' site. So, Kenny... This you, one would have at least given us his age. I've never seen one, Chris. I don't know anything about them. They scare me to death.
0: Well, because the fact that the cat was a juvenile, so is it is it I'm guessing it was hungry. Is, but but because he suffocated by stepping on it, if it had been an adult, he wouldn't have been able to probably do that. I don't think he would, I think he'd be dead if it was an adult. Okay. And when you step on something like that, the animal's
3: on its back, so you've got one foot on its throat, but the animal's back legs can come up and start hacking it's away. That's right. It's you.
1: going to be doing it's going to be death. Yeah. Okay,
3: here's CBS
2: Denver. Uh Travis Kaufman says his fear response to her didn't do more of a fight response after he was ambushed by the animal. Uh, he's 31. This one gives us his age. Check that one off. Okay. We got his age. 31, boom. Uh, it was definitely a little bit of a surreal experience, said Kaufman, while talking with CBS's Jamie Leary. It wasn't like getting attacked by a mountain lion, so that was easier than that. I don't know what that means. At home with his girlfriend, Annie, he can relax now. The wounds are healing. Uh, 20 stitches. He's lived in Colorado for five years. He's been trail running for a year. Uh, Again, have,
1: trail running. What? What did he have that was left there?
3: But it must have been pretty light snow levels if he's still out. You know, in a unless it's a park with groom trails. I don't know. That's was there
2: any point where you thought you were going to lose the battle? Towards the beginning, I was not sure. Said Kaufman. It was mostly the fact that wherever, whenever his claws or teeth sink in, they seem to stay. So. Oh. When, So it was like a matter of pulling it off, but everything wanted to just completely stay clamped down. As we rolled down the hill, it just kept thrashing, and claws were kind of flying around. Eventually, he was able to pin it to the ground and suffocate the animal. I was hoping that I could get a few hits on it and then convince it to scram, but it was still really aggressive the whole time, Uh, and it really latched onto my wrist and didn't release until the moment it finally suffocated. Uh, His wrist took the brunt of the damage uh, we don't get any more. In for, uh, so it, I, I can tell by looking at him that he's fit. He looks to be maybe 5'10". Well, trail
3: runner, I, yeah. I, it being latched onto his wrist probably aided in him killing him because he, because he kept that the body of it tight right. while he was... Uh,
0: <laughs> do we know the sex? Was it a male or a female? Don't know that. Because uh, according <laughs> okay. to this particular site, a, an, a full adult male can weigh between 120 and 220 pounds. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I think it's undecided. I don't think it's chosen. That's either. how they do it. That's how they, they, uh, they wow. kill their prey, as they latch on, pull them down, and a fight ensues. But they, they usually don't unclamp until... Because oh, p- you've got four claws and a, some choppers coming at you.
1: <laughs> well,
2: what we learned uh-huh. is, yeah. and we've wow. had to deduce this cool. ourselves, what we learned uh, is that uh, even a juvenile cat can uh, can be a tremendous problem. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so his uh his instincts took over. His his will to live uh triumphed and he he got the thing. But uh man
3: there's still a lot of unanswered questions. Does it say how much time elapsed between him seeing it? No. And it attacking. Nope. Would he have had time to draw? Nope. Well, maybe meaning maybe a gun was what was left behind. Draw what? Draw a 357. Not Hang on. A, Hold uh, that pose. Not a picture of <laughs> it. Hang
1: on. I'm trying to, I know it's going to be in the news, so I'm going to draw a picture. Hang on. Oh, I feel you So I,
2: I, I remain somewhat disappointed. Uh, here with CBS, NBC, and whatever other side of Fox, uh, there's just some, some, some tremendous curiosity factors missing in some of these reportings.
1: Well, it's such a unique story that you think they would go the extra mile to give you every detail.
2: I tried to find it, and I couldn't. Do you recall? This is getting to be many, many years ago now, which tells me that for many, many years we've been on the we've been on the suspicion of reporting not being what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Do you recall? I was, I think we even called her a female reporter. So I can't find the story on the Google. A female reporter somewhere out west did a story on a guy who was cooking in the back of his RV when the RV crashed.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, I remember. Is it coming back to your mind? I remember that story vaguely. And
2: she did such a. She left no question unanswered to the point of what you recall. What really impressed me about it? What was he cooking? No, oh. he the, he had a can of Bud Light on the dashboard. She even got the brand of the beer.
1: Wow.
3: I
2: mean, it was it was exquisite so reporting. Wait I a remember second, that. suit.
3: He. He was driving down the road. He, he left out. the wheel and went back to cook.
1: Yes, that was that was his biggest question, like, oh. like Anchorman can... Two,
3: <laughs> where they all went to the back of
1: the RV. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: this. We, so you
1: recall well, it? it says it's got cruise control. <laughs> Didn't we call her? Yeah, I remember. We I re- had her on the air. I remember that story. I don't remember her name or where she was Either from.
2: Either do I. And I congratulated her. I said, This is fantastic. You even got the brand of. I think she even said it was half full can of Bud Light. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> on the dash. On the dash. While he's driving. While he's cooking. No, he wasn't driving, Kenny. Oh, oh, he was in the back oh, cooking. Okay,
3: okay. You're supposed Boy, to be
2: driving. Hungry.
1: <laughs> oh, was wonderful. I'm bacon and it a was wonderful. Pan Let's
2: there. stay in the animal world. Okay, you're all aware of this supposedly record sturgeon that was caught in the Saint Croix the other day. Six
1: yeah. feet six inches.
2: We
0: uh, Terry sent us the video. It's incredible. So she's got to be the laughing stock of the fish world. Absolutely. Right now. <laughs> Turns out
2: this guy might have been caught three previous times. Oh God.
1: What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah. He's uh, he's a dummy. He's
1: rookie. <laughs> he keeps going for the. They he's just see so a donut out there and wow what the hell? <laughs> he's so
3: gullible. Well, the worst it's part, part is.
2: See, the worst part is. He keeps getting released, so he goes back to his club, and the guys in the in the card room are saying, what happened? Harry, did you fall for that BS again? How dumb and are you? And he's shaking his head, oh, I fell for that shiny no, thing, man.
3: Let's call him Matthew. Matthew. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the third Matt. hole he's got in his mouth. Oh, Matt.
2: oh this, this poor guy is either the dumbest 100-year-old sturgeon in the world, or th- somebody's fishing Easy with bait. really attractive bait. Easy bait. But turns out, he there's a lot of people who looked at the picture and said, wait a minute, I caught that guy too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's now a club. Everybody that's right, caught him. No, right. oh, they should get together. That would be a great club. Yes. For the, you know, very, 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 very exclusive club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on the ice You fishing.
3: should uh, bring this up with Roycey when you talk to him. Oh, this has got clubs. Richard written all yeah, over it. Totally. Yeah. But uh, do you think one of his buddies were going, hey, hey, look at that donut. Take a bite of that donut. Come on. Nothing will happen. Don't worry. <laughs> It won't hurt you. <laughs> right. Bye.
1: Or, see, see you later. <laughs> I was wrong. Or maybe it's just a robo sturgeon. It's just a robotic sturgeon that just trolls through Every it and everybody catches aisle. him. Yeah.
2: The DNR believes this exact fish may have been caught previously. They got an application for a record for a 77-inch sturgeon in October, but they were unable to confirm it. They say there's no bad place on the St. Croix to try to catch a big one.
1: Why don't they tag it? I, I don't know, uh, but this, get, it's, it's pretty quick. I, I,
2: I think it's very plausible that this old guy got caught previously, yeah. and he's the laughing stock of the sturgeon community. <laughs>
1: he's he's just the old time sturgeon. He's probably. You know, are, what it used to be. The rest of
2: them are down there. They're on their lawn chairs. You know, they are got their head in their hands, and, and uh, they, well, they're they watching. Look at Harry. He's going to he do it. He's going to fall it. for Here it again. Watch him. There he goes. He's never going to fit through the ice. And they're waiting for him to come back so they can say, Harry, you <laughs> dummy, you've, <laughs> you've done this before. before. Yeah. Do you've any, any done of the stories
3: say how old he is? 90 to 100. Wow. And how long do they? Don't they go up to two hundred years? I have at no least?
2: idea. They're damn near prehistoric, aren't they? Yeah, the no, smart if was, ones do. I Is this if where be, you get uh, caviar from sturgeons? Uh, I don't. Think I think so. so. I think so. Do you mm-hmm. sturgeon? Really? I don't. W- I wouldn't want caviar from a ninety-year-old sturgeon.
1: Well, it would be kind of. I don't even know where the caviar comes from. It tastes like asper
0: from.
2: cream. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: Have you tasted
2: that? Yeah. yeah, it's pretty gross. But that I find that uh, terribly humorous that this poor guy has oh, to yeah. go. The, the worst part for him is getting released. Mm-hmm. Somebody should right. have put him He's out like, of his misery and just
3: kept me, him yeah, keep his... me. Just keep me up keep here, here this time. time. Will you, will you and, keep
2: me this time, please? And, and
3: put it on tape and released it to the news organization so we could enjoy the letters to the editor for the next month.
2: There were letters to the editor in the Star Tribune today lamenting the capture of this fish. <laughs> and, uh, and That's what it, you do. It's a sentient being, and it felt uh, it felt painful. And, and, uh, oh, my. my, my, my and, and well, that's true, I would imagine. But my response was no, it, it felt humiliation by getting <laughs> yes. really yeah. You can tell
1: me the picture. It had its head down. <laughs> yeah, it did. It was to, just trying oh, to shy out. Not again. Damn, <laughs> damn it. So, wait a minute.
0: I didn't read the letter. So there was someone that wrote in. Even though this fish had been released back into the water. Well, one letter writer was grateful
2: that it had been released, and another letter writer was disappointed that someone would fish for it in the first place. Oh my god! Mm -hmm. How
3: long, this is from Michael Fox, Golden Valley, how long did this sentient creature, sentient, sentient creature suffer with three hooks in her mouth, how do we know it was a her? (laughs) When, in the Star Tribune's words, the fun began. Oh Mm -hmm. my god! Yeah, and this just goes, on. you can actually see the tears on the uh, pages here as he's writing You this.
1: could tell it was a her because her boobs were down to her knees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well she's 90. So I think that's, she's 90. I think I'm going for 90. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, the humiliation. Uh, the poor guy. Yeah, he was trying. Oh. I saw him
1: with his... With his uh, um, what do you call it? Finn was kind of trying to hide from the camera. When they let
2: him down a hole again, he saw his buddies. He went the other way. Yeah, he we'll Matt, 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 come it's back here. here. I come go back home. here. I'll I'm going to the farm you no. guys. you got to come back here and explain
1: yourself.
3: Oh, you're, getting a
1: ba- you're giving us a bad reputation. They are ugly, though, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Just butt <laughs> ugly. Pa- speaking of that, Patrick will be
2: joining us Oh, speaking of Oklahoma, <laughs> today a... on the 100th podcast. Oh, good. He Down will. In... We need Maybe... his expertise. I feel like I need an update on the ball club because I really haven't been paying a lot of attention.
0: Had a couple of big extensions yesterday with a Polanco? couple of players. And uh, Max Kepler, the yerman Yermin. He's from Germany. Eh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided if I'm leaving early yet today. I want well, what to... is the
2: record you're holding?
0: Uh, I have
3: not spoken with Royce since... In 100 podcasts? Yeah, since the day uh, we left uh, all really? together. Yeah. I haven't seen Is that him? by design? I haven't or... spoken to him uh yeah maybe (laughs) the other thing i want to
2: ask pat remind me remind me uh have you been following the story of matt kuchar yes and the uh Uh -uh. he won in mayakoba in mexico he's having a bit of a resurgence Uh, not that he needed one financially he's very he's done very well he he had he had a local caddy he had a mexican caddy he wins about a million five okay gave the caddy five grand Oh. But Coocher says that was by arrangement. But now he's getting roasted for it. Coocher's getting roasted for it because caddies usually get between five and ten percent. Right, and
0: he won the tournament. and yeah. He only gave him five grand. Yeah.
2: And and he's he uh, I'm surprised he hasn't been called on the carpet for more than this because Coocher uh, essentially said I'm paraphrasing, uh, but he said five grand was a pretty good payday for that guy. Meaning, oh, yeah, that old. doesn't <laughs> meaning, we can't play that. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, I sure. might, the, the quote might not be exact, but he said something to the effect that, Are you kidding me? For a week's work, the guy got five grand. That's pretty good, isn't it? No, Matt, they usually get about 50 to 75 grand. You know? But Coacher, but in his defense, said, I worked that out with that guy,
0: he agreed to it. You know, Kuchar could come back and save face. He could say, "I also gave him total consciousness." Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, uh, what I <laughs> Which don't understand is, nice. is, Which did, is nice. did he work it out to be five grand flat fee, whether he made the cut or didn't make that's the cut?
0: Good, that's a good question.
1: Because that would have been a pretty small percentage if he said, "I'll give you point oh one percent." I don't know. Well, what another is.
0: question too. Does this caddy then stand to have bigger future gains because he was with Kuchar when he won the tournament? You guys aren't thinking about this like businessmen.
3: The caddy probably already has enough money. And 50 grand is going to bump him up, and he's just, it's going to put him into a no, higher no, no, tax bracket. No, 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 the Mexican no, no, cartels no, he's are coming after and this. more no, no. taxes. Yeah, I see your point, Ken. The government's going to jump no. up his backside.
2: This is no. a local looper down there. This is no. not a, anybody that's going to gain stardom because he happened to caddie. This is For like when my boss offered me
3: 2%. Yeah. I said, you know what? It's more trouble than it's worth. Keep your 2%. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but the guys on the tour
2: are not going to let, let him live that down. Oh, no. they're going to be in the
1: clubhouse. They're going to be ripping them left and right. Hey, coach, how's that five k? You okay? You doing all right?
2: You know, you got to give the guy fifty. Yes. Geez. You
1: know, especially well, after after you as a, as a as a tip after you
3: won. What's be- the story about Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky playing blackjack in yes. Vegas? Jordan tips the waitress with what $10? A five five dollar ten dollar chip. Yeah, and uh, Gretzky leans over, takes a black chip off of Michael's pile, hands it to the waitress, and says, "We're in Vegas." This is how this works. What's a black chip? A hundred bucks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. He says, Michael, this is how we tip in Vegas. Yeah. And gives her a hundred bucks. Well, and that's how they do it. The ho- well, you know. what, when do you tip the waitress when you've won?
2: No, every single time you get a drink. Oh, I see. Because the drinks are free. And when you're Jordan no, and Gretzky, hundred Oh, wait like a man. minute. So you're Jordan and Gretzky. You're at a roulette table. Or
3: blackjack table. Blackjack or table. Yeah, something.
2: And, and a gal brings you a drink. Yeah. Each time you're supposed to give her 100 bucks. Yeah, you know what? You're Michael Jordan. Well, that's true. I'm not giving her 100 bucks you're each time. You're not Michael Jordan. That's
3: right. You're just some old white cracker. Uh, some, some moron <laughs> wondering how a fish got caught three <laughs> at times. At home, the pennies. Right. <laughs> well, but he, I, know, I know
2: how Joe is.
1: Joe would give her some upfront money and, and look at her right in the eye and say, anytime you hear... Ice tinkling in this glass. That means you better get your ass over here get, right
3: away. Get Buy, it by upfront money, like seven, eight bucks. Yeah, four. I was thinking more four, five.
2: I, uh, so you're basing your contentions on the fact that they were both extremely wealthy guys,
3: and they're playing, uh, you know, a high, high dollar table, right, and right. this is at a
2: time where they were at the height of their career. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think Gretzky did the right thing. Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised Gretzky had
0: to school Jordan. Oh no, Michael is notoriously is known cheap? as being a cheap guy. Really? Oh yeah, big time. I oh, saw where terrible. he lived. I saw where he lived when he played with the Bulls.
2: And, and the only thing I could think of... It's too much. No. no. You'd owe me.
1: Get in my head. What did I think? Uh, you wouldn't want to he have to... He lived on c- the North Shore. Uh, you wouldn't want to have to cut that grass. It's so a long commute. Uh, hang on. Thank you, oh. Kenny.
2: <laughs> oh. I was thinking I to myself, Good job, <laughs> why Kenny. in the hell would you want to drive that far? <laughs> You got to drive from Lake Forest to downtown. Ch- I had to take That's you an hour hall. and
0: a half. Well, wait a, a minute, hall. though. Here's what it Maybe was. Maybe he helicoptered in under Jordan's rules. Because right? he's naive, Kenny. He, Kenny will follow me on this. That was his house. Oh, he probably uh, also had a condo that yeah. was. Two blocks from oh. the United Center. Yeah. Well, he did
2: uh, get <laughs> he divorced in his name. apartment. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what was his wife's name? Monique? Janet? De- General
3: no, that's
0: Gretzky's wife. Yeah. Uh, Wealthy was her name. Gretzky is not getting divorced from Janet. No. No, Janet. Wow. No. No. Not hard on the ice. In fact, I think Michael is now remarried to a much younger... Uh,
2: imagine that. Yeah, when imagine- you put... Uh, what's Janet's daughter's name with Dustin Johnson? Well, wait a minute.
3: Before we go any further, isn't his wife from here... I don't know. Because uh, I've heard of many... Juanita. Many, I've heard of many Gretzky Juanita and, was
0: the uh, original uh, wife. That's because his kid played at Shattuck. Oh, okay. That's why he was in town all right, quite a bit. All right. Royce had a great
2: line. If you put uh, uh, Dustin's brain and Paulina's brain together, you might have one average human being. <laughs> Something to that effect. He's not troubled by thought.
1: Yeah, Michael was married to Yvette Juanita Vanoy no, Juanita. Juanita. from eighty nine to 06, yeah. and now he's married to Yvette in right. two thousand thirteen. I think Juanita. So he had about seven pretty crazy years. I think was,
2: Juanita probably was uh, well taken care of by Mr. Jordan. Yes, do you think? I think so. I think
0: that uh, he he doesn't he own a club. Uh, the Charlotte Bobcats. What are Hornets? they? Hornets. Hornets. I'm sorry. They used to be the. Bobcats. I, thought, man, I know my NBA names. You right? are Mr.
2: Hoop. <laughs> When I had people living in uh, Durham, I invariably took their car to the Michael Jordan car wash. Really? Like, well, he's North Carolina, it? wasn't he? It was sure. like
1: Snoop Dogg, like working at the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't
2: think he worked there, Matt. I think he owned it.
1: <laughs> you don't think he was wiping her down at the end? I uh, think he could was. Could you run. use a squeeze, sir? <laughs> no, he was one of
2: those guys making money Get while the he slept. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we found these uh, two dollar bills in your car. Here's four of them. Uh, here you go. As the honest we are.
2: Say, one size rarely fits anyone. That's why when you uh, order your burger without pickles, that's why you uh, bought the heavy-duty lawn tractor. And that's why Federated Mutual Insurance Company tailors its insurance programs to individual businesses and industries. They offer property and casualty life, disability income insurance. Their marketing reps are the best in the business. They get to know you, the owner, and that's why they can customize their coverage to best suit your needs. Is driving a big part of your business? Of course it is. They'll talk to you about auto liability. Cyber attack, you might want to uh, consider some data compromise coverage. Your business is unique. You need an insurance carrier who treats it that way. Get in touch with a Federated Insurance marketing rep to see how their second-to-none service can help your business thrive. Federated Insurance, it's their business to protect yours.
3: Hours in hardware stores,
2: sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. Uh, President Trump spoke today from the Rose Garden, was rather uh, rambling remarks.
1: (laughs) That's a good, that's perfectly described. They were
2: rambling, uh, but he did announce that he will declare an emergency for purposes of securing the money to build the wall. We've established, or I've established where I am on the wall. If it was good enough for Charles Krauthammer. The late Charles Krauthammer. Yep. It was good enough for me. We played that for you. We yep. played his speech that he gave uh, in one of Dennis Prager's online university offerings. Extremely well thought out, and it was brilliant. And and it and so I'm I'm pro wall based on the approach that Charles Krauthammer took. That it will help us retain sovereignty. That it will it will be more humane because you can control the people. You can help them at the
0: you, you, there's a process you have to go through mm-hmm. and he spelled it all out including by the way not removing people who are already here people here
2: krauts harmer said will stay here uh, their children can become citizens the people cannot they should not be able to partake in, in the uh, in government because they are here illegally but uh, that will all work itself out when you slow the influx to a manageable number mm-hmm. and and Trump's failure is that he's so hated that he couldn't get that message across, nor, 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 nor is he eloquent enough to have gotten that message across, mm-hmm. right? So he's, he's, he got defeated. This couldn't, he, could, he couldn't make this happen in Congress. I think it should have, and maybe a different president could have made it happen in Congress. But the battle lines have been drawn in this country, and if Trump proposes it, you're not getting it. But here's the problem declaring a national emergency is really a bad precedent i agree now you declare national emergencies when a hurricane wipes out a town in florida yep. right and you offer them the national guard and you offer them funding and what you declare uh, a national I, I would imagine w must have declared one after september 11 2001 did right? we do one for the california wildfires uh i i, I don't know but that's an example sure. of when you declare a national emergency to govern by means of a national emergency. Can anyone see the problem with that precedent?
1: 100%.
2: Here's the problem. The way this country's going, you're going to end up with with an Alexandria occasional cortex as president one of these years. Oh, boy. What's her national emergency going to be? Oh, God. There's your problem.
1: Anti-capitalism. We have a, a socialism. Let your, let your
2: mind, no, nothing you can come up with would be, would be fanciful enough. What would her national emergency be? We're using too much fuel. Well, I mean, she might. What, what if what if you get someone that's so anti-gun uh, that
0: they, they declare by means of no. national emergency? No, you're hmm. overthinking it. Hmm. Her national emergency would be we didn't sign the new Green Deal. I'm declaring it a national emergency. There you are. The bees.
3: Remember, we had a problem yes. with the bees a few years ago. That would be an, uh, an emergency in her, her world.
2: Mm-hmm. The point being, you can't govern through national emergencies. Mm-hmm. No, We have a process. Sir, you failed, uh, as you were fated to. Uh, so it didn't get done by means of negotiation. Think of all the things in the future that won't get done by negotiation that a president might say, well, the hell with you then. I'm using my executive powers to declare this an emergency.
3: Oh, a bad precedent, yeah. So, Everybody oh. uh,
2: show up at the armory in your town at 9 a.m. Saturday, October 10th, and turn in your weapon. Uh, oh. If you don't, oh. we will be examining your household.
1: Red Dawn.
0: Well, I, I mean, what? how fanciful do you want to get? Mm-hmm. Here's the one thing I can't get past. So I I pulled up the federal budget for the last 2 years mm-hmm. and I looked at the spending breakdown just the the brief the cliff notes. Last year 2017, this country spent 590 billion dollars in defense. 590 billion. I'm glad you brought this up. And we're and we're and we're arguing over basically what's amounting to peanuts. I'm glad you
2: brought this up. Thank the you. amount of money required to build a wall is laughably small. Look at the numbers we're, $22 we're dealing $22 trillion with. in debt. Yes. This is two wheat pennies in your pocket. Mm-hmm.
0: That's exactly right. $6 billion is a wheat penny in your pocket. So this has become a big you-know-what contest. Uh, it is, and he lost.
2: He did. And because he lost... He's going to use national emergency. No, he's
0: taking his ball and he's going home.
2: Well, and I find that a dangerous
0: precedent. I, I, I'm with you. And
2: I know that uh, this will anger GLers who think I, I'm a, an evil bastard because I don't worship every word Trump says. Well, I'm never going to. If you're happy about this, are you thinking it through to consider the precedent this establishes? Because the president is going to come along and declare a national emergency that you are going to be opposed to. Now, I personally am not opposed to a wall. Charles Krauthammer educated me. If it was good enough for Charles Krauthammer, who could think? Mm -hmm. It's good enough for me. But I am opposed to declaring a national emergency to build it because it terrifies me to think what future Alexandria uh, occasional cortexes might come up with as a national emergency. As of June 1st, uh, 2032, uh, absolute uh, there'll be uh, an absolute condemnation of all internal combustion in the United States, and here is your appointed crushing grounds where you will report with your automobile to have it destroyed. Like okay, games. and now I'm being somewhat silly, <laughs> but, but, but my point being, once this cat's out of the bag, where's it going to stop? It won't. Where's it going to stop? Because it won't, and both sides will use it for mm-hmm. evil. Mm-hmm. I don't think a wall is evil, by the way. Um, I think declaring a national emergency as a means of governing, uh, I don't even think that's evil. I think it's dangerous. I know
3: President Trump quoted both uh, Obama and Hillary as th- uh, them being in favor of a wall. Was that, in fact, true? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, the, theory, uh,
2: in the, the, the theory in my divided house is that he wants to build a wall because he's a builder he likes to build things, and that he wants a 400-mile-long Trump Tower. (laughs) Well, it's not a bad theory. It isn't a bad theory. He's a builder. He claims to be a builder. He Mm -hmm. builds things. I want to build a wall. It'll be tremendous. It'll be a great wall. Walls make perfect sense. They're used around the world. There's nothing inhumane about it. There's nothing. Here's, here, here's fact check. Did top Democrats vote for a border wall in 06? Uh, that I don't know,
0: but Rookie's got it up on the big screen. It's a fact check.
1: Uh, let's see. That's going to be a picture.
0: Can I give you some more numbers from this budget that I found interesting? Yeah, they're terrifying. Uh, we made $23 billion in 2017 and $21 billion in 2016. What do you mean we made? Revenue for the gut for the country. In estate taxes, wow, wow, twenty-three billion dollars. Wow, think and, about that,
2: and that's not enough for no. uh, for uh, people. Well, speaking of that, listen to uh, Kelsey, oh. offsite chief offsite correspondent Kelsey alerted me to something. Uh, he said, uh, <laughs> uh, "Occasional cortex knows more than this guy," and he steered me to a piece on Charlie Munger. Charlie Munger is Warren Buffett's guy, right? Charlie Munger is Warren's right-hand man. Right, right. And uh, 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 Charlie has said, uh, uh, he's he's Buffett's right-hand man at Berkshire Hathaway, said that places like California and Connecticut have been very stupid for driving rich people away from their states. It's been serious. Driving the rich people out is pretty dumb if you're a state or a city, Munger told CNBC's Becky Quick in an interview Uh, Yesterday, Feb 14, there are a number of places uh, that have shot themselves in the foot Connecticut, California, New York City. Munger was answering a broader question in the wake of Amazon ditching its New York City headquarter plans about whether some critics and some cities and states need to make their tax structures and regulations more attractive to wealthy individuals and businesses. In Connecticut, they've driven out all the rich people. California's doing the same thing. I know a lot of rich people have left California, Munger said. I think it's really stupid for a state to drive the rich people out. They are old. They keep your hospitals busy. They don't burden your schools, police departments, or prisons. Who wouldn't want rich people? we a great point. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. In other words, they're there, not, mm-hmm. not using any public resources, but paying considerable amounts of money into the tax funds. Right. California and Connecticut have two of the highest tax burdens in the country, according to WalletHub. The burden in California is 9.57%, while Connecticut's is 10.19%. To be sure, California is home to some of the largest companies in the world, including Apple and Facebook. Meanwhile, Connecticut is home uh, to some of the largest hedge funds in the world, including Bridgewater Associates. Recently, some lawmakers have been pushing for higher taxes on the wealthy, especially Representative Alexandria Occasional Cortex. Occasional Cortex has proposed a 70% marginal tax on incomes over 10 million in an effort wow. to bridge the growing wealth gap between the rich and the poor, but Munger thinks that divide will bridge itself as interest rates are unlikely to go much lower from current levels. By slashing rates and implementing quantitative easing measures a decade ago, the Federal Reserve inadvertently bailed out rich people to help the poor during the financial crisis by boosting asset prices. Uh, uh, nobody was doing that because they loved the rich. They just didn't have any other tools in the kit, he said. The inequality that came from that was not malevolent, and it was not. It was an accident, and it probably won't happen again. Okay, who's smarter, Munger or occasional cortex? Oh,
3: well, that's, you know. Obviously. I'm going with the Mung. Yeah, yeah I'm going with the Mung. I'm going with Munger. By the way, I think it was an article earlier this week, and might have been in the business section, that California still has the highest per capita uh, rich billionaires in the country. Is that right? Yeah, there's one city... Well, you
2: got Silicon Valley.
3: Yeah, there's one city in California. Yeah, exactly. So you read the same piece, I did. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Minnesota has two cities in the top 100. you guys know that? Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, Two cities in the top 100 wealthiest cities in the country. Uh, Minneapolis
0: and St. Paul? No, No, they're (laughs) not really (laughs) quite Uh, there.
2: Orono and Medina.
0: Yeah, wow.
2: Orono and Medina. Which stands to reason, there's some... You ever really want a real culture shock in the summer? Drive around. Mm, pick a nice summer Saturday afternoon. okay, And drive around mm, Como. Okay. The lake. I've, okay. I'm it's pretty. I've done... It's lovely. It's nice. And the next beautiful Saturday, okay, do the same thing, only drive around Lake Minnetonka. A little bit mm. different. The difference is... Are
1: extraordinary stop yeah. by the lafayette club just yeah. extraordinary yeah
2: you're seeing uh, lambos and ferraris <sighs> and 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 uh well, there i go again with my car envy right but right. uh, <laughs> uh it, it's a it's a real
3: it's a real cultural difference and really you know what that's the only thing i envy about that income bracket is their cars because that and private flights yeah, that's the only thing right, I want. You right, run over the signature, Sports.
2: hop on. To and me, boom. the greatest perk in the world must be having an airplane at your disposal. Yeah, and I don't even go anywhere.
3: <laughs> Where do you want to go? Today? I drive. Uh, I drive the east side of the river home down to Ford Parkway, and I pass all those lovely big homes. And I say to myself, no matter how much money I had, I would not live like that. I I could not live in a house that big. And these houses, like Joe said are nothing compared to the homes out around Minnesota. Well, speak for
0: yourself, dummy. I'd put Jordan to shame. I'd have a house here, a condo there. Would you really? If I had that kind of loot. I I, I couldn't do it.
3: (laughs) I couldn't do it. You know what
2: always amazes me about the people on the river, uh, both sides, both Minneapolis and St. Paul, how many days a year are they interrupted?
3: For oh especially oh. on Minneapolis bicycle yeah. run, bicycling oh, sure. and running oh and God. walking can't and even, fundraising they can't even
2: get out
1: of their driveway sometimes
2: they can't get to their own house
1: yeah. right because their driveway is it leads right onto the street there. and then There's they've no
3: got alley. commoners walking in their front yard mm-hmm. peeing on their trees yeah. I, don't <laughs> I don't know if it's that bad well, <laughs> I had to go Joe I really had to go.
1: Like the kids from the Kaggers coming up from the river. Yeah.
3: I know that house you're talking about, too. And I've noticed, I know we're getting off track here, but I've noticed the trend over on... We never
2: get off track. uh, Right.
3: The trend on the east side of the river there is to tear down a big, lovely old home and put up something that looks like it belongs in the California hills, and that drives me crazy. I
1: just drove by Stonebridge.
3: I hadn't driven by it for a long
2: time. Stonebridge is the name of a long-gone estate that was built... In St. Paul uh, in the 20s, it got torn down in 1954 and it pretty much occupied uh, all of the land with the southern uh, perimeter being uh, Randolph, the uh, eastern perimeter being Cretan. Wow. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The southern border would have been about Jefferson. Okay. The... East would have been Cretan. the West would have been mm, Saint Clair, and the uh, I'm sorry, the North would have been Saint Clair, and the West would have been the River Boulevard. And now that there's a neighborhood there, a uh, whole neighborhood, yeah, beautiful neighborhood, yeah. And uh, interestingly enough, a neighborhood that's been in the news lately because they didn't want new sidewalks, sidewalks yeah, okay, because there never was sidewalks there. uh, Oliver Crosby built the place. And uh there's still a stone bridge that it, there was a lake in there with boats on it. <laughs> there was a he had his own lake with rowboats. <laughs> I mean it was a magnificent estate. I think it got torn down in nineteen fifty four. Rook got a picture look of it that up there day. now.
1: You can go to uh Streets M N and just or just Google Stone Bridge, Saint Paul, Minnesota.
2: Hey, look how hey, go back. Okay. I was so close. Mm-hmm. The Stone Bridge property extended from Saint Clair on the north. Yeah. Uh, south to Jefferson, okay, and from Montrose Boulevard now Mont Curve uh, east uh, on the east to Mississippi oh River Boulevard on the west. But he can't draw
0: the number eight. I can't do a right. three and a <laughs> an eight,
1: right. three or eight. Yeah that uh, that was that must have been a fun place to play as a kid, huh?
3: Well, I, I don't know that. I you know the uh, do you know the Bremer House? It's the Dick Bremers. it's, yeah. it's the Bremer. Uh, Circle me, Bert. The Bremer Bank House. He was kidnapped by the Car- yeah. Carpus yeah. gang. Yeah, and at the time that was a fairly big house, but when you drive by it now, you don't even notice. Is it, it on Summit? Uh, no, it's before that. It's right before the sharp curve that follows that uh, that gulch up to Cretan. Oh. You know well, so it's
2: our, on Mississippi, Mississippi yeah. River Boulevard? Yeah, yeah. See the lake there with the boats on it? This guy yeah, had a lake in really his yard. that cool.
1: uh, is And how about that? I, least, well, I couldn't live like sunken that. Sunken garden, greenhouse, and a 100-foot-long pergola. Crosby, an early lover of cars, had a nine-car garage built. Mm-hmm. He,
2: you know why I couldn't live like that? I'd spend my whole day
3: running around turning off lights. <laughs> you know who had the house I want to live in? Hmm. Theodore K- Kaczynski the Unabomber. Well, the little, wasn't that like just a... Lean-to-shed okay, lean up to in Montana. Montana. <laughs> they picked it up and put it on a flatbed truck and hauled it to the government. <laughs> That's my kind of living right there. You got to walk outside to use the bathroom. There goes
0: Kenny. There he is.
3: <laughs> oh well, God. we got to dig a new
2: outhouse hole this how did, year. How do we get on this topic? Not even sure. I so. don't know, but I
1: love a it was We were talking wealth. wealth.
0: We
2: were talking wealth. And I said oh. I saw
1: the new Stonebridge house.
2: Which, oh, there's new there's new properties going up there I right know, now. I know. Yeah.
3: Who are these people? Yeah. Not me. One house that was just built five years ago already being added on to. Really? Yeah. Right. Wow. Yep.
1: All right. If you want to find some other podcasts that you may have missed, go check out our library, GarageLogic.com. Also, check out the latest cartoon from Greg Holcomb and find out what's on Joe's bookshelf in author's corner garagelogic.com rate us on apple itunes this is number 100 more entertainment to come after this